Hi, everyone. My name is Jason Yormack, alongside co-host Jack Collins from the Sports Boom. Hello, Jack. We are here to discuss week one of the NFL uh, season. Starting with the, we'll dive right into it, starting with the first game of the NFL season between the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. Jack, what are your thoughts on this sloppy uh, first opening game? It was very boring. It, won, it made me want to go to sleep. Uh, I did not like this game at all. Uh, Rodgers, he was very, after a slow start, was very good. Mitch Trubisky, who everyone in the Bears thought would take, like, that next step. Every Bears fan I talked to thought he would take that next step. It was just really trash. And uh, the, the Bears, despite having a great defensive effort, we knew their defense was good going into the year. Uh, they're off. Bad. Uh, they lost Jordan Howard in the offseason. Uh, and they got drafted uh, David Montgomery in the draft. And he did okay, but, like, they didn't really run the ball a lot. They passed the ball. Uh, but Trubisky looked really bad. Uh, meanwhile, if you're the Packers, your defense, even if the Bears' offense wasn't good, the defense of the Packers looks legit. And if the, once the and this was, like, the Packers' hardest, like, opponent in terms of defense. You have to play the Bears again later on in the season. But if you're the Packers, you got to be really happy with your defense. Maybe after the list of the last, last two years uh, – they can get back on top. What about you, Jace? What well, are your thoughts? Well, on Jack, you're talking about the Packers team? defense, but the Bears defense, it didn't it didn't seem like the Bears defense were that bad. Um, it was again, it was a sloppy game. No one like had control of the game for most of the most of the part. Obviously mm-hmm. the Packers came away with it, uh, starting off the season one and which is pretty good to start the season off one and on a Thursday game, Thursday night game, and then you move along with a whole week and a half, basically, to re- regroup your guys. Even for the Bears, okay, they got a, they lost one game. Now they got to get back into the groove. They have a long time to figure everything out and move on to week two. But there were a lot of surprising outcomes week one. Not just the, not just the first game, which everyone thought maybe it kind of like it was the 100th year starting off the rivalry between the Packers and the Bears. Now we're going to kick off the season. And a lot of hype was built around uh, a couple of teams that everyone thought was going to be much better than they were previous years. Let's start with the Bears. I mean, the Browns. So the Browns, recent um, over the off season, they acquired uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Kind of like to spark this team and made a lot of people think the Browns are going to be legit this year. And they played awful week one. Mayfield just not having the game, the a great game. Jack, what do you think like the Browns can do week two to kind of get the momentum back on their side and play like everyone thinks they should be playing like? Well, the good news for the Browns in week two, they have to play the, the Jets, and the, the Jets, who we'll get to in a, a few minutes, didn't look too good themselves offensively week one, and they got Jets going to be without their top quarterback. But anyways, for the Browns, they just got to, like, get out of their own way. And, like, I said that at the beginning of the year that the biggest problem for the Browns was that the team itself, like, they can't get out of their own way. And Baker tried to do much. He had one of his worst games that I've seen him play. And for the talent he has, he threw a lot, a couple of bad passes, got sacked a lot. 
And he wasn't just – he wasn't what Browns fans expected. We thought he would take a leap forward. He, it looked like he was more in rookie form. But do you, but uh, do you think the Browns should have dominated the Titans? Do you think that's what should have happened or maybe a, a simple loss? Well, I think the Titans are like an underrated team. I don't think they're like horrible, especially uh, they have some nice pieces on defense. They had one of the top scoring defenses in the NFL last year. And they have Derrick Henry on offense, and he, I think, is one of the more underrated running backs in the league. But I think Cleveland definitely should have won because then they're at home. This is the highest expectations they've had in my lifetime. And for them to just lay an egg like that, it's pretty, like, disappointing. And now, yes, they do get the Jets on Monday night, and we'll see what happens. But if they if this team starts 0-2, the Browns are not going anywhere. And you consider – the other factors in the, within their own division, the Ravens played superb week one. Maybe it's because they were playing a bad team, but it, Lamar Jackson, maybe we were under-talking him compared to Mayfield. If Lamar Jackson may be just the best quarterback in that division. So if you're Cleveland, next week's a big game. Yes, they played really bad, especially in the second half. They gave up 21 points in the fourth quarter. Uh but they just got to bounce back. What, what are your thoughts, Jason? Do you think this, this was a fluke game for uh, the Browns? Do you think there's a sense of urgency? I definitely think there's a sense of urgency that comes with week two game. What, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm not really sure if the Browns – I definitely think the Browns will back, bounce back week two. They Yes, they looked really bad week one with a, a tougher opponent just because the, the Titans, I think, are a much better team than the Browns. But now the Browns play week two against the Jets. And the Jets didn't look um, too good week one, uh, blowing a lead in the fourth quarter. But, I mean, the Browns have a really good shot at winning this game week two. So I think the Browns will start off one and one. Um, I'm hoping that they can bounce back and show everyone what, they, what they're meant to be. But going back to the, to the Ravens, you were talking about Lamar Jackson, and he just dominated the whole game. Yes, they were playing a team that wasn't that good with um, – the, the Dolphins, but even even still, he looked like an NFL quarterback that was meant to be on that team. He was making throws that that most quarterbacks wouldn't be making in the league right now. Um, do you think that the Dolphins just because just because they got killed week one, you think that they're gonna stay remain this way throughout the season? Yeah, the, the Dolphins entering the season, I thought. We're the worst team in the NFL. I didn't think they were this bad. I thought, you know, this was maybe a, a club that would have the worst record, but now we wouldn't be the worst team of all time. But next week, they've got the Patriots, and then they've got the Cowboys. So, for me, I don't see many wins coming up for Miami anytime soon. If it's Patrick at quarterback, he didn't look good at all. Uh, they didn't get a rushing attack. They averaged 1.8 yards per carry. That's not good. There's not really a big receiver on that team. And listen, the defense can only do so much. They have some nice pieces on defense. Damian Howard, Bingo Fitzpatrick on defense. But this team is awful. I, I, They lost by 49 points. They barely showed a pulse. Post-game, players were asking to be traded from the team, which is never a good sign. So, for, for me, I, yes, the Ravens looked awesome. I credit Lamar Jackson a lot. I was one of his doubters. I never thought he took this big step forward, supposed to put for quarterback position. Yes, he was playing a bad team, but he was making throws that 
were great. He looks like he could be the best quarterback from that draft class uh, with the other compared to the other four. Meanwhile, Josh Rosen came in. Yes, it was in garbage time and didn't look anything special. But for the Ravens, it was, uh, I think, a, a, a win that reminded everyone they won the division last year and that they could be the team to beat because there was a lot of hype around Pittsburgh and around Cleveland. The Ravens showed they're legit. They ha- I already knew they had a great defense. Now I know they have a great offense with Lamar Jackson, uh, Mark Andrews, Mark Ingram, um, uh, Marquise Brown. There is so much, uh, a lot of optimism around Baltimore now. I like them a lot, and the Dolphins could be historically and, bad. Wait, RJ, what, what are your and, thoughts? Uh, and going into the to the Dolphins, just, just their opponent for week two is the Patriots, and obviously everyone knows the Patriots are just going to dominate this game. But week one, Antonio Brown recently was traded. And the Patriots playing the Steelers week one just dominated the Steelers in every aspect of the game. Tom Brady looking like Tom Brady. And everyone on the field just connecting in all different ways without one of the top receivers in the NFL. And he can't sign till Monday, which kind of pushes – uh, pushes the Patriots to use all their core, their wide receivers right now. And then when Brown comes back against Miami, I think the Patriots will absolutely run over the Dolphins. The Dolphins stand no chance. Um, but this Patriot team is electric, and they will be electric throughout the season, potentially another Super Bowl uh, in the in the future. But we won't know till the end of the season. Uh, another Another topic to discuss – is Tyreek Hill and Nick's, Nick Foles' injury uh, during these these key matchups? What do you think these players mean to their teams, and what do they miss? What, what, what do you think these teams miss out of them the most? Well, for me, I think there's one injury that's clearly going to affect the team more than the other. Obviously, quarterback is the most important position in the NFL. That's pretty clear. So. The Jags losing Nick Foles to a broken Kyle goal to at least like November is a significant impact for them, especially considering the quarterback situation last year with Bortles and then Cody Castle and then I don't even know at the end of the year. Uh, and Gardner Minshew came in and did a solid job, but that's going to have a big impact on the Jags. Many thought with Luck retiring that the Jags could actually get that top spot in the division because Foles could uh, jumpstart that Jags offense, and we already knew Jags had a great defense. So, that's a pretty significant impact for the Jaguars, in my opinion. And I think now, instead of them winning the division, I think Houston will take the division. <coughs> but for the Chiefs, I don't think they'll miss a beat, really, with uh, Tyreek Hill injured. Yes, Tyreek Hill is electric. He's the, one of the fastest players in the NFL, and he can make plays like uh, – but they'll be fine. They have Travis Kelsey, who's the most talented tight end uh, in the NFL. They have Patrick Mahomes, obviously, who's the most in the NFL, making incredible throws against against one of the best defenses in the league. He made a uh, They also have Sammy Watkins, who finally showed what he was in Buffalo, finally in Kansas City, caught for almost 200 yards, three touchdowns. He was electric. And I think there's also some other guys. Some people have been hyping up Demarcus Robinson as a guy who, who replaced Tyreek Hill. I don't know if that's true, but they've been hyping him up. Uh, LaShawn McCoy out of the backfield. He averaged over eight yards per carry. Maybe they can lean on him more and more. I think the Chiefs will be fine. They have Mahomes. They have a good coach in Andy Reid. Uh, even if their defense isn't great, they have uh, Travis Kelsey. They'll figure Jack, it out. 
I I don't going going to like the well. quarterback situation. Um, even like Patrick Mahomes, yes, he he's he's legit. He looked legit the first game, and I think he'll be he'll he'll, he'll keep improving throughout the season and become one of the top QBs in the league. If not, he's already one of the top QBs in the league. Um, another quarterback that stood out is Kyler Murray. Uh, this first game against the Lions, he led this this Cardinal team to a to a tie, comeback. It was a crazy game, especially for a rookie QB in his first NFL game. It it, it shows he, what he can do under pressure, and I think that's really important for Kyler Murray in general uh, and the Cardinals with Cliff Kingsbury. Um, the two of them, they could prove to be a dynamic duo just – uh, just proven even just this tie this tie proves that this Car- Cardinal team can do a lot uh, but what do you think that Murray can do this this upcoming season do you think they'll make it to the playoffs you think they're going to be sure you think they're going to just tr- uh, plummet like what do you, what are your thoughts on that I'm going to add something to the Cardinals they haven't had in a while yes they drafted Josh Rosen last year but there wasn't exactly this bounce of hope with Rosen entering the the games, especially later on in the season, it looked like he was not ready to take over the franchise. Kyler added this spark, and when a team gets a spark, that's awesome because you know not just the coach gets happy, the whole locker room gets happy because there's a sense of okay, we can go into every game and win. That's what Tom Brady gives you. That's what Aaron Rodgers gives you. This is what the great quarterbacks know. Now, obviously, Kyler Murray isn't that yet, but. He was fought through adversity. He it was seventeen to six entering the fourth quarter. The Cardinals put up eighteen points in that fourth quarter to post overtime. And Murray was really struggling in the first three quarters, but he came on in a big way. Uh, Life Fitzgerald showed he still had it. Uh, David Johnson had a pretty nice bounce back game, especially coming off a lackluster season last year. And uh, overall, Kyler Murray I think did give this Cardinal team a spark. Now it's week one. We're not going be jumping to conclusions, but maybe the Cardinals finally did find their franchise guy. Maybe it took them a significant attempt and a first, their first overall pick to do it, but maybe they did. And Kyler also has a run game. He could become one of the most elite runners at the quarterback position. Can he become like I'm a Lamar Jackson at the position? I don't know, but all I know is that it's really uh, big for Kyler Murray's confidence, uh, and especially Cliff Kingsbury as well, and the whole Cardinals organization that they invested this number one pick. He led them to a comeback. Yes, it was a tie, but it's got to be a victory for the Cardinals considering they were the worst team in the NFL last year. Um, they were playing the Lions as well, and the Lions looked so much better than them the first three quarters, and uh, they collapsed on their own end, but that's the line. I, I think you got to be happy for the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that one. Um, the Cardinals, they could they could prove to be legit uh, any, any game. Any game, they could spark the team. Uh, this this could have been a spark, a little spark. It was a tie, not a win, not a loss. So I, I don't know if that's good or bad, but it does show to the Cardinals organization that they – I think they found their quarterback. He's very elusive in the pocket. He could throw – he throws dimes. I mean, he's a great wide receiver, wide receiver core, especially Larry Fitzgerald, one of the uh, legendary uh, wide receivers. Uh, uh, second to last topic that we're going to cover – the Jets, the Jets, uh, I mean, they've proven not to be not so good in many, many years so far. What do you think 
this Jets team had the whole game locked up until the fourth quarter. I mean, for them to blow that type of lead, it was just unacceptable for the whole like Jets organization. Uh, New York just it's just not a winning winning state right now. Uh, the Bills came in and they took over in that fourth quarter. What do you think the Jets need to do in order to keep the lead the whole entire game and finish it off and get that W if moving forward? Well, as a, as a Jet fan myself, this was a horrific loss. Uh, it was a, just a typical Jet loss. You're up 16 to nothing. You're forced for turnovers 99% of the time, or it was at 95, actually, that the teams are going to win. Of course, the Jets, being the Jets, blew the game. But uh, the, well, the loss is on the offense. Uh, the defense, led by C.J. Mosley, was incredible. Uh, they, look, they stifled the build. They made Josh Allen look like go back into rookie form. There was no flow in the Bills' offense. They got a pick six of safety. You can't ask more for your defense. The offense, on the other hand, there were problems. Uh, let's start with the positive. Le'Veon Bell, he looked electric in his debut. Uh, I, I couldn't have been happier. He had almost 100 scrimmage yards. There's no complaints from me. Uh, Jamison Crowder, he looked solid. No complaints. But the two things that bugged me, or the three things, the O-line was trash. Donald did not look good, and I thought he would take that next step. That would put the Jets over the top. And Gase, Adam Gase, did not look good. He, uh, his play calling was not good. Uh, there were a lot of, you know, just short routes. And Donald on the last drive just really blew it. He was throwing to guys nowhere near him. Now, Donald now, I, we found out uh, that he does have mono and that he's going to be out indefinitely until at least week five. So I think the Jets are really in a tough spot. They got a Monday night date with Cleveland coming up. That does not look like an easy game. The Jets, they, they need this win because they have a brutal stretch coming up where they have to play New England twice, Cleveland, Philly, and Dallas. There's a bye mixed in there. But uh, the, the, their hopes are starting to fade. And without their top quarterback, forget mm-hmm. it. Uh, the Jets are in a tough spot. Uh, to keep the lead, the quarterback has to play well. And if they don't have their top quarterback, it, it, it could get ugly for the Jets quickly. They could start 0-7. They have the potential mm-hmm. to. Yeah, I totally understand where you're coming from. And, and our final topic, we're going to talk about the Monday night football game, the first Monday night football game, the Saints against the Texans. And this was decided by a late field goal with a few seconds remaining on the clock. And – Will Lutz hit a hit a game-winning field goal to win the game for the Saints. Big moment, big plays. Drew Brees looking like Drew Brees, phenomenal. Um, this receiving core and Alvin Kamara mixed in with that. They looked they looked good, but the defense defense also looked good. But there was a lot of a lot of back and forth with the Texans and the Saints. It was the Texans were winning. Now the Saints are winning. It was just that type of game. Uh, I just wanted to harp on that for a little. Uh, the Saints starting off 1-0. A lot of people picked the, the Saints and Survivor, got kind of nervous down to that final kick. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's the Saints. So, so, Jack, if you had to pick a fantasy football player going into week two that you think is going to have an outbreak or uh, – you know, get a lot of points that put someone's team up up ahead a lot. Who do you think 
that play, that one player would be. So I think in week two, a breakout kind of could be Aaron Jones. He had a disappointing week one against uh, the Bears, but he's playing the top defense in the NFL. Khalil Mack led. You're gonna not many running backs would have good games against the Bears this season. But I think even with a tough Minnesota defense, I like the matchup. I think it, it's the home opener for the Packers. They always get a capacity crowd there. I think he can be a nice bounce-back candidate. Now, uh, other guys I would start, Lamar Jackson looking like, you know, amazing in week one. He's playing against the Cardinals, who gave up a lot of points to uh, Matthew Stafford. I think that could be a good play at the quarterback position. And uh, maybe someone to watch out for. Now, maybe you have uh, Tyree Kill, and he's entered. Who is someone that you want to start? Uh, maybe it's Devontae Adams. Uh, I'm just in on the Packers this week. I think they could uh, have a bounce-back offensive game. I think you can't be too down yet uh, because of what have happened to the events that transpired. Uh, what about you, Jason? Is there any, like, maybe a bust this week potentially? Is there someone that, you know, you obviously have to start certain people every week, like a Barkley or a Zeke Elliott. Is there a bust this week you're laughing at? Was there a sleeper pick? What, what's your thoughts? Um, starting with a bust, I mean, Alvin Kamara playing against this, uh, going into Los Angeles, playing a tough Rams team. I'm not really, I'm not comfortable uh, with him. Obviously, I'm going to start him if you're if I have him on my fantasy team, but I don't expect him to be scoring a lot of touchdowns, getting a lot of yards. This this um this Rams defense, that front line can really put a put a stop to any running back in the league, especially with Aaron Donald up there. But I think I, I agree with your breakout player, even in Lamar Jackson. I mean, he he was electric this first game. I don't I can't see why not he wouldn't be the second game. I mean, people people were saying he's a running back, he's a running back. Clearly he can run, but he's a quarterback and he can launch that ball right into a receiver's hands and make it look like there was no effort involved. And he that's what a quarterback does. And he proves to people he's a quarterback. And I could see him um, having an impact on your fantasy team in a very positive way. Um, and finally, I just want to want to close out with a couple of divisions that future picks of who do you think is going to win uh, divisions We'll start with the NFC East. I think we'll just go back and forth. Uh, so you, you'll pick the NFC East winner, and I'll do West, and we'll keep rotating back and forth. Um, start, so starting with the NFC East, who do you think showed that spark and who can potentially win the NFC East? As much as I hate to say it, I think it's the Cowboys. I think they showed in week one. Uh, Prescott looked incredible. We already knew Elliott in the defense, but offense, I didn't think Dak Prescott looked that good. Maybe it's the new offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. But I like that the Cowboys could look legit and be a scary team if Prescott takes that next step forward. They already had Amari Cooper. They had Michael Gallup, a bunch of talent in the offense. If Prescott becomes a top-ten quarterback, watch out for the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I actually 100%. Um for the NFC West, I'm I'm going with the 49ers. The 49ers, they've just they've just proved with Garoppolo that they're they're a great team. And uh I mean the Rams, they they look good, but I mean I'm just giving it to the Niners this year. I think that um the coaching and the and the receiving core and the quarterback 
They just – I think they could put it together and win the NFC East. I mean, the West, sorry. Um, now moving on to the NFC North, Jack. What do you think uh, – which team do you think will win the NFC North? Uh, for me, got to go with Green Bay. I was a big uh, Rodgers guy. I think he's going to have a bounce back year, and he's the best quarterback in that division. Now, yes, we saw what happens. Even though the Bears may have the most talented roster in the NFC North, it's not going to matter if your quarterback plays like Trubisky did. Uh, Rodgers, he had a nice bounce back game. They have a lot of talent, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones. And if the defense plays like that, I think Green Bay could be a scary team come uh, this, uh, January. They could be a team that goes all the way. So I, I like Green Bay to win that division. Uh, moving to the NFC South, I think I'm going to pick the Falcons for this one. Now, here's why. They have a they have a receiving core that I think is one of the best in the league with Julio Jones, Mohamed Sanu, and Calvin Ridley. And Devontae Freeman in the backfield – He's a dynamic player. Matt Ryan is an elite quarterback. He's been in the league for a while. And I, even though they're 0-1, I think that they can really have a push in the middle of the season, maybe, maybe at the end, and uh, potentially win the NFC South. The Panthers starting off 0-1, they didn't prove to anyone that they were uh, going to be a great team. And the Saints, yes, they had a game-winning field goal, but – they didn't pull ahead in any way. They won in the last few seconds on a field goal. That's a kind of – it's a rough start. They got to improve on that. I think the Falcons and Saints will definitely be in close potential, but I'm going to go with the Falcons to pull out on the NFC South. Now moving on to the AFC – the American Football Conference in the AFC. The AFC East, Jack, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Is it, is it really even a question, JC? It's got to be the Patriots. Uh uh, yes, the Bills have been impre- impressed in week one, but uh, the Patriots with Antonio Brown had the potential to go 19-0. and they, they, This is a team that's just dominant all around. Uh, they have a great quarterback in Tom Brady, Sony Michelle, James White, dual threat in the backfield, Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon uh, within the receiving core. Uh, offensive line is always top of the NFL. This is one of the most talented defensive games. Uh, defenses that Belichick has ever had. Stephen Gilmore in particular was impressive on Juju Smith-Schuster on Sunday night. So I, I, I think the Patriots, they've dominated this division since Brady's come in. They've only won, lost it once uh, since 2002. Uh, so for me, I, I, I got to go with the Pats. Mm-hmm. Jason, what are your thoughts on the uh, AFC North? This division could be very competitive. You know, the Ravens, the Browns, the Steelers in particular – which one of those uh, do you think are going to get in the AFC North? This, uh, it'll be very competitive, definitely. Um, yes, the Browns starting 0-1. Yes, the Bengals starting 0-1. Yes, the Steelers starting 0-1. And the Ravens starting 1-0. Lamar Jackson, yes, we've covered. We've talked about him a lot. I, I think he could take this team uh, very far in the playoffs if he plays like he did week one against the Dolphins. If not, I, I think they're falling down the drain. But the Steelers look terrible week one against the Patriots. If you want to contend playoff time, you have to be able to beat the best. And the Steelers just showed no hope week one. The Bengals, uh, same old Bengals. I mean, yeah, they were – their offense is, is okay. They they were close. They, they almost beat the, the Seahawks. But, I mean, starting off 0-1 is not a good start. And the Browns just look really sloppy. 
I expect the Browns to be one and one after week two, but you never know. This Jets team can come out of nowhere. Uh, so for me, the AFC North will be taken over by the Ravens this year. Um, now moving to the AFC South, Jack. Uh, this is a close division also. What do you think? Who's going to pull out on this one? Yeah, if, if Nick Foles didn't get injured, I may have had to go Jacksonville. But Foles injured, I don't think the Jaguars are going to have enough firepower on offense to pull it out. Uh, I think without luck, with luck retiring in the offseason, you can't count on the cold. That brings me down to the Texans and Titans. And while I think the Titans have a very talented football team, Marcus Mariota is not a great quarterback. Houston Texans, even though they lost week one, Deshaun Watson is an amazing quarterback, an amazing talent. He's incredible. They have DeAndre Hopkins, who's the most talented receiver in my estimation in the league. Uh, they have Duke Johnson out of the backfield, uh, who, they, uh, who they traded with Cleveland for. So I think that's a nice element to have on the team. Carlos Hyde as well. And defensively, they have J.J. Watt, who's not just an incredible player off the field, but on the field as well. Uh, I, I just think the Houston Texans, I don't think it's a great division. I think nine wins or ten wins may win the AFC South. But I think the Texans got to be the team. Now the final division, Jason, uh, the AFC West. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are in that division. Los Angeles Chargers, those were the two main contenders entering the season. Who do you, Which one of those two do you think are going to pull it out? Um, I mean, the Raiders, the Raiders, I mean, starting off 1-0 against the Broncos, looked, looked legit. I, I'd say they looked pretty good. But, I mean, this Chiefs team is just, I mean, they're firing at all angles with Kelsey, with Mahomes, with Watkins, with Robinson. I, I mean, what not to like about this team, this Chiefs team. Um, they're going to be back in the playoffs. They're going to be stronger than last year. And they have potential to even go to the Super Bowl. This Broncos team did not look good. They did not look good at all. Um, so, for me, it's going to have to be the Chiefs. They're just, I mean, all angles, just, they're legit. This, this Chiefs team's legit. I would predict them to go to the Super Bowl. Um, but you never know. Any team can come out of anywhere. The Raiders with Gruden, he could put that team right up and uh, contend with the Chiefs. And the Chargers, the Chargers are pretty good. Uh, yes, Gordon is sitting out, but Eckler has proved that he can be that number one running back if if they need him to, and he is right now, and he's amazing. Um, but the Chiefs, for me, it's the AFC West, the Chiefs. Um, that's going to do it here for the Sports Boom. My name is Jason Yormack, alongside co-host Jack Collins. Thank you for listening.